Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. My first season. My name is Greg. Very special guest today. This guest today was brought to me by my podcast recruiter, who you may know as uh, Tim Lowe, T.R. Lowe. I called him Jim in a previous podcast because I forgot that he said it's okay if I use his name. So if you ever hear me say the word Jim, I meant Tim, Tim Lowe. All right. My guest today comes to me from London, England. Not so much. It'd be London, Ontario. Oh, Okay, I'm not Are you sure? Yeah, I don't have the sexy accent. Well, you do have a sexy voice. So <laughs> we're going to get into that later, your sexy voice. Okay, she is from London, Ontario. Uh, interesting story. She was on a student contract when she uh, went to Club Med. It was part of her uh, program at Fanshawe College. Her first season was at Sandpiper in February as a mini club. So please give a warm welcome to... Jesse Weeks. Hey, Jesse, how are you? Good. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you so much for coming on and agreeing to do this. Oh, no problem. This is exciting and it sounds like it's going to be a fun time. Well, that's, that's my goal is try to make it fun, you know, and uh, and we'll see what happens because I know I've, uh, in your pre-interview, I've asked a few things of you, which <laughs> you agreed to. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll get into that, but don't worry. Hopefully it's as painless as possible. Okay. Oh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's painless. Okay. <laughs> It will be. <laughs> so you, okay, so London, Ontario, and as we're recording this, I don't know about Ontario, it's a very, very cold day uh, right now in Canada, minus 23 or with the wind, minus 30 something. I don't know. It's cold and I don't want to go outside. I don't know about you. It, it, oh gosh, no. And unfortunately I got to go to work later. So I do what? have to go outside. <laughs> work, work on a Saturday? Oh, yeah. It's that whole government office thing. Sounds like you're back at Club Med working on the weekend. Uh, no, because it's much colder here. <laughs> did, did you have a 1, 8, 1 a.m. rehearsal last night, too? What, what's going uh, on? I wish I did, because I actually missed those times. Okay. Oh, God. You, you miss rehearsal? Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. No, I uh, I like dancing, just didn't like rehearsal. <laughs> I, I miss performing, but I don't miss the lack of sleep. True, true. When you're not working on the weekend, I'm assuming you could sleep in, right? Uh, Yeah, that odd time when I have a day off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So I think you know the, the format here. So if you can take me back to 2007, uh, we know you're going to college, but how did you know, like, did you, have you, did you find out about Club Med before that? Did you know about Club Med before you were in college? I had actually never heard of Club Med at all. And my program advisor, when we were talking about different co-ops we can do and stuff like that, she, she's like, Jess, listen, with your personality, I have the perfect place. You just got to keep your grades up but I have the perfect place for you. And it's called Club Med. And I was like, what? What the heck is a Club Med? And she's like, I want you to go out for coffee with somebody who had actually graduated previously from the program. Um, his name was Trevor Ray. And he used to work for Club Med. So I went out for coffee with Trevor. And he was trying to explain, you know, Club Med and what it is. And of course, you can never quite describe what Club Med is. Like, trying to tell you how you interact with the, with guests and you eat meals with them, but at the same time you're there to work, but you're partying with them. And it's just, it sounds completely surreal. So I kept my marks up. And next thing I know is I get a phone call saying, uh, congratulations, you're going to Florida for seven weeks and you're going to get paid to do your co-op. And I just thought that was the coolest thing in the world and kind of did some research, but you know, Back then, 2007, there's not a lot out there. So I had really no idea what to expect when, when I was leaving. So it was, it was definitely something new and exciting. 
wait a minute, I'm taking a little offense at, uh, offense at you're not allowed out there because I'm a mid-90s geo. Okay, we had nothing in case 2007. I'm sure the internet was around, wasn't it? Was it? It was actually okay. that Facebook had just started that year, I believe. That's right. Um, if not the previous year. So it wasn't like there was anybody I could like look up photos or anything like that. Okay. So, yeah. So there wasn't a lot of marketing out there to know exactly like what Club Med is. All right. Now for the co-op. Did, so did you have to maintain a 2.5 GPA to remain in co-op? Well, I, we used percentages. So oh, I was in that's 80 right. to 90. Okay. 90%. So I had to keep that. And I did. So school went pretty easily for me in that aspect. And then, yeah, I was hired to work at Club Med for seven weeks. Okay. So what I'm hearing is you're smart as well as beautiful. This is what you're telling (laughs) me, right? Okay. One of those. All right. Okay. So this is interesting because I, I, everyone knows or doesn't know I've been working for university for 14 years. So I know a little bit about COPE and all that. So did the, the school did not really have a contact for you in Club Med. They just suggested this would be good and they left, they let you try to get the job. Yeah, exactly. So it had to be a specific recreation field, which obviously a resort is. I went out for that interview with Trevor and then he was, I guess, the connection with my program advisor because he was a graduate. So that's how she had the connection. But I was given a student visa through Club Med to go to the States. And but I still had to do projects while I was there to fulfill my credit. Wait, can I back you up a bit? Sure. Where, where where did your interview take place? Just at Tim Hortons. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, how Canadian can you get? Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Did you have the Tim bits? Okay. No. So somebody, <laughs> somebody went to the Tim Hortons where in London, Ontario? Yeah. So Trevor Ray, I haven't talked to him in years, but he used to be a mini club manager for Club Med. And he happened at the time to be living in London, Ontario. And he was a graduate of my program. So that's how the connection between my program advisor and him and he was the connection to Club Med. Are you saying he did your interview? Yeah, he did my interview over a cup of coffee at Tim Hortons. So he was hired by Club Med to do your interview. He was like a recruiter. I, I don't know if he was working for it or if he was just the connection in between. Okay. So So you aced the interview with him and they tell you you're going to Sandpiper? Yeah, I got a phone call from him saying he got the okay and I was going forward and I was exactly what they were looking for. Did you choose Mini Club? No, they chose it for me because I had some previous experience working with children, of course, in camps and stuff like that over the summers. But I have retail experience. I have like a drama and vocal background. So pretty much I could have worked anywhere, but they chose they were needing mini club. Okay. And so Trevor explained to you all the, well, back then, so 2007, you're one of the uh, recent, most recent geos I've interviewed. So you had a day off, correct? Yep. We had one day off a week, but the thing about Sandpiper, which was kind of cool is we got paid for overtime. What? Okay. Hold up. Tell me this is not true. Oh my gosh. So anytime we did shows and stuff like that, if it was over a certain amount of hours, we just had to write down the hours. And I was of course being kind of a drama freak. I was in all the shows, even on my days off. So and being in the United States, you got paid and you had to, you got overtime. So that was kind of a bonus of working in Sandpiper that one time. Okay. I've never heard this and I'm sure all the seventies, eighties and nineties geos just threw their phone at the wall when they heard this too. Okay. So you, 
wow. You know, it was such a, it wasn't even a dream back then. Like we would get overtime. It was something never, you could never fathom. So I can't believe, so this is true what you're telling me. You, you got, yep. I've never heard this before. Okay. But it, you had to work over a certain number of hours, right? So That's, like, well, and it wasn't the 40 hours a week. Easy it to do, something. right? In Clement, I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you're in the shows and things like that back then, you were able to pull off how many hours a week and you could get paid for overtime. Well, sure. Because if you're, day off coincided with uh, a rehearsal at, I don't know, midnight, then that, that would count, right? Yep, exactly. So I was doing easily over time of like 20 plus hours a week. Oh my God. Okay. This turned making me a little <laughs> ill right now. <laughs> Because if I, if, I'm sure if we all calculated our overtime for the amount of time we worked in Columbia, well, I'd be rich. Okay. <laughs> exactly, eh? All right. So, so it's still pretty recent then. 2007 is just, you know, a blip away. So do you recall your first week and arriving and your first day? And um, I totally, it, like, so I arrived at like two or three in the morning. What? Um, oh God. Yeah. From yeah, Ontario? From Ontario. It was a late flight because of course they don't choose the easy flights when you're well, going somewhere. Okay. So how many airports did you have to bounce to to get to? Um, um, just two. So oh, okay. I don't remember which airports, but I always remember every time with Club Med, it was always two flights. Yeah. If not more. Okay. <laughs> if not more. Exactly. But there was never a direct, never a direct. No, no, no. But yeah. So I arrived at the village at like three in the morning and I was met by a geo and of course didn't know what a geo meant or anything like that. Gave me a quick rundown of, okay, you're going to meet your manager tomorrow. You have to be at the staff meeting at like eight in the morning kind of thing. And you'll, you'll find it in the morning. It, it's just at the mini club. So that was pretty much all. Cause I didn't get a tour at three in the morning. So set my alarm, went to sleep and had to search around for the restaurant in the morning for breakfast before finally asking somebody during breakfast and be like, hi, I'm new. Where am I supposed to be? Do you recall when you got to the resort, who the first geo you saw? Was it a traffic geo or reception geo? Actually, it was a mini club geo and his name was Big Mike. Big Mike? Yep. Because there were so many mics who worked at the resort at that time. They had like little Mike, sailing Mike, big Mike. And Big Mike was over 6'2", I'm guessing? He was a curvaceous and charismatic man. Oh, okay. Nice. And he was from the States? Yes, definitely from the States. Okay, so he was chief of mini club. He wasn't chief of mini club. He worked in the mini club. I believe he was assistant at that time. Okay. And who was your chief of village in 2007? David Mayer to start. And then when I went back after my final exams, it was Hammer. Okay. Oh, great. Oh, cool. All right. Now, were you, what age group were you assigned in the mini club? I was assigned, oh, I want to say not the littlest, but the eight or eight-year-olds or so. But eventually by the summer, I was in charge of all the teenagers. Okay. How were the eight-year-olds? Oh, I love kids in general. So it's just so much fun when you can play with them. You do different games with them. And they're just excited to be there because they're on vacation. Did you ever get that terror child at all during your time there? I'm sure, but they aren't the ones that stick out. It's always the fun kids who have a blast that stick out to you. Oh, good. Good, good. So when you were, you know, as the weeks go by, and you're looking around the uh, the resort. Was there another job you wanted to do or you were content to stay in the mini club? At the time, I was content to stay in the mini club. Like I loved performing in the shows and such as well. And then eventually, as I said, I, I went to the teens because you got a little bit more freedom to create different events with them. 
So that was really fun to do. But at the time I didn't know as I was going back to university, if I wanted a future and what I wanted that future to be. So that took some development over the next couple of years until I went back to Club Med. Are you saying you had to study while you were working at Club Med? While I was a student, I did. And I actually had some projects I had to do and fulfill. Can you give me an Uh, idea of one of these projects you had to do? So I had to do something I had never done before. And so Club Med obviously is a perfect opportunity. And I had to say and explain how I had to learn that new skill and how it would apply to this position and such. So I used trapeze. That was your first time learning trapeze? Uh, It was my first time seeing a trapeze as well. Oh, okay. And did you like it immediately? Oh, I loved circus. It was something I wish I had been able to do more of throughout my time at Club Med, but with timing and the other responsibilities, unfortunately, coming forward, I did what I could, but I always wished I could have done more. Did you ever partake in the shows? Uh, the I circus, did. Circus shows? So what was Yeah, your... um, later on, I learned mini, mini trampoline, which I absolutely loved flipping through the air. And then uh, while I was working in Turks and Caicos a couple of years later, I was actually doing Spanish web and Lyra in the shows. What is the last one you said? Lyra? What's that? Lyra. It's the hoop. Oh, okay. Is that what they're called? Okay. I never. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, nice. Very cool. Now you said at one point um, you had to go back. So that was after how many weeks did you have to go back to school? Um, so I did all my final exams in a total of about nine or 10 days when it usually would have taken three to four weeks to do all your final exams and final projects. Yes. And at the same time, I closed up my apartment and moved out put all my stuff in storage and then went back to club med till the end of the summer. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Okay. So this is interesting. Well, you mentioned uh, you liked performing. So not only did you perform in the circus show, but I took a look at your Facebook page when I begged you to add me as a friend and and you notice you have a, there's a lot of videos of you singing. Now you do one 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 Adele song. What's that cover you do of Adele that I saw? Oh, I've done several different Adele songs over the um, years. That's the, it was the one that they did an SNL sketch on at Thanksgiving. Not 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 uh, nothing the best for you. What's the name of that song? Oh, I, I have I, nobody. I, you were asking me like. Well, no, it's the breakup. Isn't it the breakup song where this, she breaks up with this guy and she wishes him well? I'll, Give me a couple seconds and I can figure. I am oh, the okay. person when it comes to like, <laughs> okay. I can sing a song. I can tell you the lyrics, but the minute you ask me the like the artist or the title, I'm out. Oh really? You, you, <laughs> oh, I've got you the can, worst memory. You could cover an Adele song and you and you wouldn't know the title. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. I am like horrible that way. I'm always like, you know, the song that goes like this. Yeah. It's very, it's well, bad. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Okay. So you, you have someone several... like you, is that yes, the one? You yes, have? exactly. Yes. That, that one. Okay. Yeah. Very, very nice. I mean, you have several, I've, I've gone through them all and, and then and rewatching them again, I came across a, a very nice cheeky picture yesterday. So if you happen to be on Jesse's Facebook, you should check it out. I'm sure, <laughs> sure you know the che- cheeky picture I'm referring to. So yeah. Okay. So I have a, a question. I'm trying to introduce a new segment called Harmonize with Hannah. Okay. Now I found something interesting in my research. You also did an honors recreation and business degree at the University of Waterloo, correct? Yes. Okay. So I would like you to either finish this sentence or, or guess this lyric and say it along with me. Are you ready? Sure. My, my, 
I tried to hold you back, but you were stronger. Oh, yeah. And now it seems my only chance is giving up the fight. How could I ever refuse? I feel like I win when I lose. Where did you go to school? I... Waterloo. Oh, God. Okay. I even handed it to you. Okay. You did. Waterloo. And I was like, I know Abba. it's Abba. Okay. Oh, boy. Yes. I was like, I know it's I was... Abba, but I can't pick up what the next. I, I was trying to incorporate your ear. <laughs> Recreation and business degree, and you took in Waterloo, Ontario, with the song Waterloo by Abba. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> a great well, connection. Well, let's get on to how, when did you find out that you could sing? Because uh, I've always said if there's one thing in the world I could do and would give up everything for is to be able to sing, and you have to be born a singer. So, when did you know that you could sing? I actually grew up singing in my church choir. Uh, that's how so many start, huh? So many singers yeah. started that way. And then, but, but, how did, but how did you know that you're good? Because obviously I'm horrible, but you're good. So how did you, were people just saying, or did your parents tell you like, Hey, what a good. I guess when they started giving me solos in church and then I started singing more in high school in the different choirs and stuff like that. And they started giving me solos. And of course I performed in the school shows, like the school musicals. So I kind of got the idea then that, Oh, okay. Maybe there's something to this. <laughs> Okay, so besides Adele, I just want to get on singer. So besides Adele, whose songs you don't remember, who like who are your who are your favorite singers if you remember their names? <laughs> um, for ones I don't sing, I'm a huge fan of Queen. Love mm. Queen. It's obviously not something I sing or anything like that. But Nora Jones, I love singing anything from Nora Jones. Tracy Chapman, huge fan of hers. I love some of her songs. And then it, it all depends, honestly. It, it has to be a song that just moves me. I, I tend to go towards those like romantic, sappy or breakup songs just because I love the soulfulness that's in there. Big fan of Aretha Franklin, things like that. Now, let's get back to ABBA one sec because I've never shied away from my love for ABBA. Okay, I just want to know if you would agree with this. Would you agree that Agnetha, you know, and Frida, the two female singers are the best uh, harmonizers, female harmonizers of all time? I don't know about all time, but they've definitely got something that just puts shivers on your arms. So they're in, they're the, okay, then they would be in top three, right? Because- Yeah, they'd probably be in the top top five. Okay, because I've never heard- I mean, I'm talking just harmonizers. I mean, I can't obviously harmonize because we're going we're gonna to bring that up again um, because we both have a shared love of Sarah McLachlan, correct? Yes. Who's a yes. very well-known she, Canadian she's singer. She's got some beautiful soulful music. Okay, so part two of Harmonize with Hannah. <laughs> Are you ready? Okay. Uh, we'll find out. Please, please jump in and don't let me don't let me uh, hang on the line like you did with Waterloo. Okay. <laughs> I chose an easy one for you. I knew, oh, okay then. I, I knew you wanted to tell me. Boom, boom. In your voice, there was something, something wrong. wrong. But if you would turn your face away from me, you cannot tell me you're so strong. Wow. Okay. That's beautiful. Thank you. I noticed how I dropped out there. Okay. <laughs> I did. And I so was, was like, oh, I was, try, I was trying to trick you. Okay. <laughs> no, I can't, I can't sing guys. I wish I could, but I just want everyone to hear your beautiful voice if they haven't already and to check out your Facebook and your Instagram, which we'll get into later. Okay. <laughs> I love Sarah. Um, I love her more modern pop and stuff like that. 
I love listening to her folksy music, which is like, this is one of her songs. Yes. Um, I find it difficult for me though, but I love the sound quality she produces. Yeah, I'm a big big fan of that song, Vox, too, which was one of her earlier hits. When she hit really hits the high notes in Vox, that's why I gave you an easy one here with terms. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. You're welcome. Because okay. <laughs> you said you hadn't really sang in a while, correct? Like when I No, I, I unfortunately don't get the opportunity um, working an office desk job now. So. Okay, well, let's, let's go back to your exciting job. Okay, so you come back to Club Med. All right, back to Sandpiper. Yep. And so if arriving in February, you're, I guess, lucky enough to miss all the Christmas and New Year's uh, stuff. Okay. Which is a lot of work. Yeah. Did you finding, I guess you seem a, like a pretty extroverted character. So probably eating guests with uh, eating meals with guests three times a day was probably fun for you or not, not a problem yeah, at all. I actually enjoyed it because it gives you an opportunity to learn from new people, talk to new people and I'm an extrovert introvert. So I love meeting new people. I can have the conversation with almost anybody, but I definitely like those times when I'm like, okay, I'm going to go read my book. You know, it's my day off. I'm just going to separate. You read a book in Club Med? Uh, I'm I'm a nerd. I love to read. Really? Voracious reader? Oh yeah. I can go through a book a week. True crime? Love stuff? What are we talking Um, about? It all depends on my mood. I like anything from supernatural to crime to uh, sci-fi fantasy. Really? Yeah. Wow. You sound like the perfect woman. (laughs) You're saying you're beautiful. You like sci-fi fantasy. You're checking off all my boxes here. Okay. So you like Star Wars, I'm guessing? I'm more of a Trekkie, I have to admit. Okay. No, no, that's fine. I like like both, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm more of a Trekkie. And during the height of the pandemic, um, because I was still working and stuff like that to like desensitize to everything that was going on, I would, over my morning coffee, I went through all the Next Generation episodes all over again. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, so you probably grew up with Next Gen, right? Next Gen, um, but Voyager, first female captain, loved that. Yes. That was Jane Janeway? Janeway, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who's also on Orange is the New Black. Very, very yes. good actress. Okay. Do you watch Discovery, Star Trek Discovery, the new show? Um, I don't actually have cable. Oh, boy. I haven't had cable for years. Oh, you know, you're not in Club Med anymore. You're allowed cable now, you know? I know, but okay. I'm also, I save as much money as I can so I can continue to travel. Oh, smart. Okay. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to get into your Instagram later, if that's okay. <laughs> can we talk about your Instagram after? Sure. Not a problem. Okay. Okay. Good. Now, do you have any funny, clean, appropriate stories from your first season? Like, did anything weird or unusual happen or something that wasn't funny then it was funny now? Or do you have anything so, like that? I can tell you about one of my first shows I did. Yes. Do you remember the name of it? Um, it was the pirate show in Sandpiper. Okay. And loved performing that show. We always had a blast because we all get to pretend to be pirates and stuff like that. But there's a lot of high kicking. And one of the times that we were performing the show, we actually ran out of, you know, the black shorties that you had to wear under all your costumes. Yes. So we actually ran out and I didn't think anything of it. And I had just like my, they're like a baby pink bikini bottom on underneath. But not a G string. 
No, not a G-string, just okay. a baby pink, but it was a very light, light pink color. <laughs> oh, boy. And they had actually put me in the front row. Oh, boy. And, so and, and as I, I recall in Club Med, all, all the kids sit down in the in the front row, right? Exactly. So we're oh, doing boy. the high kicking. And of course, I didn't know anything about it until somebody came back partway through the show. And they're like, Jess, are you wearing anything? I'm like, yeah. And I like showed my butt. I'm like, I've got my bikini bottoms on. They're like, yeah, but the color doesn't quite work when you're doing the high kicks. And I was like, oh, my God. So you're saying it looked like you were wearing flesh colored, uh, like the pink bottoms yeah. match your skin. OK, so it appeared from the back row you weren't wearing anything. Okay. Yes, exactly. But I, I actually was. But I was so embarrassed because I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. OK, eh, let me guess. A lot of the kids' fathers approached you after the show to <laughs> buy, buy you a drink, no. right? No, okay. I actually okay. I just I actually just ended up going to the bar and just, you know, having a couple of brews afterwards to <laughs> okay. calm down the redness of my face. OK, no, but that that's OK. Like it could have been worse if it was G-string night, right? Or, or, or oh, laundry or, or laundry oh. night and all you had left clean with G-strings. Yeah. Ooh, we've all been there, <laughs> huh? Haven't we, people? <laughs> OK. okay. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, that was definitely one of the most embarrassing, embarrassing times that, you know, happened to me. I, I remember different things happening to other people. But for me, after that, I definitely made sure I had my own set of shorties. Okay. <laughs> nice. All right. Now, uh, did you so uh, in all total, how many like months? you know, not including the time you went back, were you at Sandpiper your first season? Just seven months. Okay. Seven months. So you were there, yeah. then the, you were there in the summer then, right? Yeah. I was there until the end of August. And then unfortunately, well, fortunately or unfortunately I left to go to university. Okay. Yeah. So I just have to remind, remind myself of the college system. So you go to uh, college then university. It's like, so how many years of college too? No. So I went to university first, then I left to work for a bit. Then I went and did college for three years and I did two different programs there. And then I went and did a four-year degree at university, but I finished that in two and a half years. Hold up. How many are we talking? Was this 90 credits or 120 credits? Well, a full four-year degree is, I'm not sure. I just know it's a four-year degree, but well, I'm, I, I'm currently, uh, you know, part-time, mind you, an English literature student. My program yeah. is 90 credits. So, because uh, I'm saying that that's a pretty impressive thing you did. So I'm wondering how many credits did, was your degree, but you're saying it was a four-year degree and you did it in two and a half. Is that what you said? Yeah. So I went through the summers and I did as many courses I could do at the same time. And I was actually working full-time at the same time. Okay. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Okay. All right. <laughs> You would have to have done, not not counting summer, I know you would have to have done summer, but you would have done at least five during a semester? Yeah. How did you do that? How, how, how did you work and go to school full-time? Because I was a bartender. So I was able to work at night. And then I would just, you know, either study right after I finished the bar. Oh, my God. I had courses. I would do how many courses a day? And then I would be at the school from 7 a.m. until... I would pretty much leave to go bartend again. Where so did I would, you, sorry, where did you learn to be a become a beverage concoctionist? Fancy word for bartender. Where um, did you learn this? While I was living in London going to college, I started serving and then started bartending. And I realized it was a really easy way to make some cash and, you know, pay for school. Okay. Yeah. And you got tips too, I'm imagining, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. Wow. This is impressive because I always tell people if you, if you can go to university full time and don't have to work, do it. But uh, my God, this is a, 
This is crazy. Did you, I mean, how did, how did you keep that pace up? Well, when I left Club Med, I realized I really wanted to go back because I had such a great time and I just felt a connection to, and I felt like this could be a career. And so I pushed myself as hard as I could so I could go back as quickly as I could. All right. So you finished your degree. Uh, what year did you finish your degree in? I finished the winter of 2009. Okay. And then I worked for a couple months and was back in Club Med June 2010. Now, was it just as simple as picking up the phone and calling Miami saying, what do you got? Pretty much. I kept in touch with Hammer throughout my university. You know, if it was possible to go for, if you need somebody for a couple of weeks during my winter holidays, unfortunately it was never, it didn't work out. But called him up and I said, listen, I'm ready to go. You know, I'm finished school. I'm, this is what I want. And I think it was like a week later that I got the call that, okay, you're leaving in like 10 days or something like that to go to Turks and Caicos. Uh, In 2010? Yep. In June, 2010. As what? Funny enough, I worked in the boutique. You did? Yeah. There was no bartending spots open? No, they didn't put me there. So they put me in boutique because that's what was available. I had some fun for a season or so. And then at the same time working at boutique, I started training to do sailing as well as land sports because I wanted to get into the sports field as I wanted to move up in the company. So I would, if I was working afternoons at the boutique, then I was working mornings at sailing and vice versa. And uh, how was your sailing? It was fun. I was learning from a geo named Zorro, utterly fantastic. He knew his stuff and strict, but he was able to teach you the correct way of doing stuff, especially for somebody coming in who had never sailed before. Do you remember the difference between a tack and a jibe? Not anymore. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pop quiz. Okay. You're, you're, that was only you're, like you're a good student, 12 years so ago. What is the so difference? That was 12 okay. years ago. <laughs> okay. Go, right? It doesn't seem that long. 2010. Oh my God. It's true, right? It's... I know. I, I still can't believe I'm like, that's that's like 11 and a half, 12 years ago. Oh my God. Well, you guys from 2007, 2010, you probably, you probably had your phones with you, right? Like you actually, I don't know how the internet was in Turks and Caicos in 2010, but I think it was there, right? <laughs> no, I didn't have a phone at the time. Only managers had phones. So I had even my digital camera that I would take. Obviously, if you've been on my Facebook, you know, I love to take photos. I do. So I took lots of photos, digital camera, upload them onto my laptop. And then it wasn't until I became a manager that I was actually given a phone. Manager of what? So first I was supervisor of the lifeguards when I got transferred to Punta Cana. And then I moved up to entertainment manager. Okay, hold hold up, hold up. Okay, so now you're telling me (laughs) you're a certified lifeguard. So when did this happen? Um, I had always been one since I was since I was working day camps and stuff like that, and I just kept it up. Okay, all right. Can you tell him a little bit of an overachiever? I was just going to say that word. Okay, well, let's go back to Turks. Do you have any JoJo stories while you were there? I only saw Jojo from a distance. I never got to see Jojo really close up. Oh, okay. And then from a distance, one time when coming back from scuba diving. Okay. And uh, so you go from Sandpiper to Turks. Was there any uh, culture shock going from a family village to a singles resort? Well, by that time, I had been out of Club Med for a couple of years. So it was just about getting back into it. It was definitely different because of the whole adult vibe and partying more 
and such like that. And definitely the shows were a little bit riskier, so to speak. Well, you still had your, your black shorts on under your. Oh, definitely never forgot those. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Any, any funny (laughs) stories from Turks? Oh, well, I don't know about funny. Like we went through a couple of hurricanes. Yeah. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you. Yeah. Because hurricanes are are the worst, right? Because of the amount of work you have to do. Not, not, you're you're not even really thinking about your safety. It's more like, oh God, we got to clean up. And if you've ever had a really bad one that clean up. Exactly. And we did. Yeah, we did have a pretty bad one. So where we even got moved, all the staff got moved into the upper levels of the GM rooms. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Do you remember the name of that one or no? Oh, no. It was was still 2010, right? It was either 2010 or early 2011. And did it go right through the village? Did it cause a lot of damage or no? Um, Thankfully, it didn't cause too much damage. Definitely just a huge cleanup the day after with all the leaves down and everything like that. And we had to get stuff out of the pool that had flown in, but definitely went with some people to take photos of the ocean right in the middle of it. Oh, was that probably what, was not what, smart. Was, but, that, you know. was, that, was that those pictures from that day? No, I didn't post any of those pictures oh, from okay. that hurricane. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it didn't look like a hurricane in the background, but um, not that I was looking at the background, maybe the foreground, <laughs> but um, so, okay. Did you meet any celebrities at all during your time in Club Med? Or anyone? Um, Punta that- Cana, I did. Who? Um, so we had Olivia come and rent out the village. Okay. Can you tell our listeners what Olivia is if they don't know? So Olivia is a tour company for lesbians. And so they rented out the entire village for two weeks and they had different celebrities come and different comedians and it was their village for the entire time. So what was actually kind of cool is as of 5 p.m., all the guys had to go back to their room and that's where they spent the time. The girls, we were allowed to come out to interact, of course, but the only team that was allowed to have the guys out at night was the entertainment team who I was in charge of entertainment at that time because they were just so friendly and great that actually after a couple nights of them kind of hiding away, one of the organizers of Olivia was like, hey, do you mind? Like, do you think they would mind coming in or like talking to the guests? Because some of the guests think they're really cool. And so I talked to my team and they were totally fine with that. Okay. Uh, this is so unfair. Okay. Because <laughs> I've <laughs> never been had the chance to get sent to my room at five. Okay. But I would have liked the experience because I never got to experience Atlantis. And I always thought how great it was. So Olivia is probably the, the female equivalent of Atlantis. Oh, it was a lot of fun. Like they yeah. are quite the partiers. So what, what celebrities did they bring? Do you, do you recognize um, any of them? They brought Wanda Sykes, for instance. Are you serious? Wanda Sykes was yeah. there? Oh, she's Wanda hilarious. So she did two performances, two different nights. Super nice woman. Absolutely fantastic. Very professional. And of course, us being there, like, I always get people asking, well, did you take photos with any of the celebrities you met? And I honestly didn't because I was there, especially working entertainment. I was there to assist them. I wasn't there to bug them and be fangirling, so to speak. So I actually never took any photos with any celebrities. Uh, you were, what were you head of the lifeguards in Punta Cana? No, I was actually at that time, this would have been my second year. I was in charge of all the entertainment. Really? Yeah. You were chef animation? I was. Wow. So did you have to do a stage for that? So I was actually, so after my first year in Punta Cana, I had, I was supposed to be going to Sandpiper to be chief event uh, entertainment there, but the visa didn't work out. So they brought me back to Punta to help out because... 
at the time, the chief of animation there wasn't quite working out with the chef de village. So they brought me in to just assist. And then it turned into me taking over. Okay, I see. All right. Wow. So, and that transaction actually happened. I would say the official me taking over happened right after I had emergency surgery in the Dominican. Oh boy. Are you able to talk about that or not? Oh yeah. I ended up having appendicitis. Oh, where were you when it first hit? Like your pain in the stomach? Where, where were you? Well, I actually didn't know that's what it was because I'd been training with circus at the time. So I just thought, oh, my abs are sore from like working out. And this was early February of, I want to say 2013. So I had just come back as of a month prior. So I was just assisting, seeing how I could help out. And then I woke up in the middle of the night and back then they didn't have phones in the geo rooms. So I had nowhere to call to say, hey, something's wrong. So I had to try and make my way at like three in the morning to reception. And by then I was like hunched over, like could barely walk, had to go to the doctor and waited for the doctor to show up to the nursing nursing station. And they did some tests on me and called an ambulance. And I was brought straight to the hospital to have emergency surgery. Oh, boy. Were you worried? Yeah. Pardon? Were you worried at, all, worried at all? Well, nobody was speaking English to me. So I didn't really understand what was going on other than I, so I remember being in the hospital and everybody was trying to talk Spanish to me and I, I didn't speak Spanish. So I didn't understand what was going on until they kept saying surgery, surgery, you surgery. And I was like, Oh, I guess I'm having surgery. And oh as God. they're doing the anesthesia, the, the nurse who was there did not speak English and she, I remember this so well is she kept saying, it's okay. God with you, you with God. And that was as I was going to sleep and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> Thankfully oh. I woke up, but yeah, I, I had no real understanding because I didn't have a translator at the time. Good Lord. And there, was there anyone with Clement there with you next to you? Not before the surgery. I woke up and there was somebody there, but mm-hmm. when I went into surgery, no, there was nobody there. So, wow. So how long were you in the hospital after the surgery? For three days, two nights. And then I was supposed to be on bed rest for like the next two weeks, but I was only on bed rest for about a week as I ended up taking over as chief of animation and it was Easter weekend. So you worked a week later after? Yeah, I worked a week later. Was it Easter weekend? Maybe not Easter weekend. It was some big event that they definitely needed me like right away. Wow. Okay. So no, no, no going home, no going home to rest. You went like burp, right into it. Okay. I, I, I'm again, an overachiever, yes, but my was... team, my entertainment team was utterly fantastic. Like if they saw me, cause I'm a, I push myself. They saw me even trying to lift something like over five pounds. They would take it away from me. And they were like, no, no. So my team was utterly fantastic. Well, do you want to mention, uh, do you want to mention any of these people? Oh, there's too many. Cause, oh, okay. uh, but my point, all I have to say is, my boys in Punta Cana, they know who they are. And they were probably one of my, they're, they're top one. They're tied with another team I had, but they were utterly fantastic. Where was the other team? What village? Would have been in Malaysia. Oh, you went to, oh, you got to go overseas. I did. You went to Chariting. I did. And I got to, I was actually working at different resorts in Asia for about three years. 
uh, you went to Bali as well, I guess. Yes. So I went from Charitine. I was there for a year. Then I went to Yabuli in China for a season. Um, then I went to Phuket in Thailand for a season and then Bali for a season. Well, let's get back to the Yabuli, the, the one in China. Wow. What, so yeah, I think you're, you're definitely the first guest on who, who worked there. So what, what's that like? That village? Um, I was told it was going to be freezing, but coming from Canada, it definitely reminded me of the weather here. I was in charge of all the sports and entertainment there. So it was definitely a new experience because you had to do like entertainment before they went out skiing, entertainment after they came back from skiing, but it was a whole different atmosphere. Okay. So it's a, it's a ski village. Yeah. Okay. So are you able to describe the, the resort for people never seen it? Like, is it high? Um, is there a certain altitude it's at? Or is it, or does it look like any other ski village you would see? I haven't been to a lot of ski villages, honestly. It was my first okay. one. I felt it was beautiful. It had this lovely clock tower that was right in the mil- middle of the village square. And everything on the inside was very high ceilings, very clean, organized, and modern looking. Okay. So okay. I really enjoyed it. I'm guessing majority of the guests were Chinese, right? I would say 98%. Okay. So that your, was a new experience. How's your, how's your Mandarin or Cantonese? Uh, non-existent. Okay. And <laughs> back then, that was also, the season I was there was the season that the Chinese businessman bought Club Med. That's right. So that was a huge, so they he came to Yabuli and we had a big celebration for that. But a lot of the guests, it was their first time ever going to a Club Med and they didn't understand the concept. So you would go and be like, hi, can I eat my meal with you? Yeah. And they'd be like, yeah, sure. You'd sit down and they'd suddenly stand up and move to a different table. Yes, yes, yes. That's all, yeah. <laughs> so it was, that it was in, definitely uh, interesting because in you're the, trying to interact and yeah. they don't understand what you're yes. there to do. Yeah, I had a similar situation in uh, Ria Bintan, yeah, when I was in Indonesia. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and Israel. Okay. <laughs> and so everyone it, spoke it was English. definitely interesting. Yeah. So how... Um, how, how did you communicate it all? Because, I mean, unless they spoke English, did a lot speak English? I found, have you ever played charades? Yes. <laughs> charades okay. came in very handy. Okay, so you were doing that. So this is why you told me earlier when I heard you clapping, you talk with your hands. Okay. So. I do. I do. Okay. And I'm so very still... expressive with my face. It's horrible. Are you good at charades? Um, I would say I'm, I'm, I'm pretty decent. Did you pick up any words or phrases while you were there? In Mandarin, like I can, and I still actually use them now because we get a lot of people from around the world at my place of work. So I can say like, hello, how are you? Thank you. And things like that in a couple different languages as probably you can as well. Let's hear um, it. Ni hao, ni hao ma, hao. So, uh, <laughs> so just the basics to okay. say the least. <laughs> wow. Just the basics to get by. Okay. And I can imagine were you, and what month did you arrive there? I arrived there in, I want to say, first week of November. Okay. So what was the Chinese New Year celebration like? I assume you were there for that, right? It was utterly fantastic. Just, we decorated the entire resort. And it was just beautiful and such an experience to actually celebrate Chinese New Year in China. Like I had obviously celebrated it before in Malaysia, but to be in China for this was just beautiful having the lion dancers and different things like that. It was just a beautiful experience. Were you the only North American geo there? Um, our costume designer was from Mexico. 
I'm trying to think. I think I was at the time. Who was your chief there? Chief of Village. Chief of Village was from France. He no longer works. Vincent. Okay. Oh, I see. Wow. Yeah. Were there, were there certain um, were there certain village uh, chief of villages you click with the most? And if so, um, Eduardo Rojas. Okay. Uh, he and I. He was chief of sports when I started in Sandpiper, and then we worked together in Punta Cana when he was chief of village. Um, and at first, we were kind of, you know unsure because he came in just as I was leaving Punta Cana to go to Sandpiper. And then I was actually brought back. So we were kind of like, after Punta Cana, I was ready. Like after that first year in Punta Cana, I was ready to go. Like I was ready for my next village and everything kept being delayed. And I was like, listen, I need to go home. I need a vacation. Like it's been a, as you know, Punta Cana is, it's a machine, right? So we were kind of like bristly with each other. Our first kind of re-meeting when he was chief of village But after working together in Punta for my second full year, he actually was the one to bring me to Malaysia. Okay. Wow. Great. So, and he was actually the one who asked me to take over as chief of animation in Punta Cana that year. So. Okay. And uh, how many, um, how many times were you chased by monkeys in Charating? Because so many people have chasing me. (laughs) Too many. Yeah, I remember so many times having like opening my door and then having to close my door quickly and calling security to be like, I can't leave my room because yes. <laughs> there's a pack right outside my door and they're vicious. Yeah. One, one's not bad, but when they're all there, like we we had a, in, in Bintan, we had a, you know, one of those uh, annex restaurants, which was yeah. right, right on the ocean and they would come and just sit down next to your plate and look, give you a look like, are you going to finish that? Not that they're asking, right? Oh, exactly. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do. <laughs> no, and those teeth, especially the ones that are like, when they sit down, they're the size like of your, up to your hip. They are scary. Oh, yeah. And then you have the little ones who, if you're pushing a baby and the baby has like a, a milk bottle, they'll just go in, reach in, grab the milk bottle and run off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, if you don't lock your door or your patio, they they take off with your camcorder. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen oh, everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But Charitine was interesting because we actually had a flood as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So all the manager's area was flooded up until, let's see how high, maybe to the top of your, where your bed was. So it completely flooded. So a lot of us had to throw it, like I had to throw out all my luggage and purchase new luggage. Oh boy. Yeah. Cause it was all like that icky moldy water. Now was that, was that part of the rainy season or was this just some fluke? Storm no, it's definitely in. part of the rainy season. So, and I was actually on crutches at the time. So I was trying to empty out my room while on crutches and oh, it's like, okay. let it oh, up to my knees. Not so fast there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's hear this accident. Okay. I, I know I tend to have a lot Are of, you, injuries, I know eh? you're running after you were running from a pack of monkeys. You tripped on a rock. No, what happened? What happened? No. Um, so in charitine, the major injuries that I had other than broken toes while dancing is I actually tore a ligament in my foot. And then because I kept working on that while I was dancing in the shows one night, I heard a pop and ended up having to go to emergency because I had torn my calf muscle. Okay, but how did it, uh, how did the initial, uh, initial injury, sorry, take place? I'm not you... sure how the ligament was torn. Were you kicking, but... a, kicking a monkey or something? Uh, yeah, probably. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm one of those people. I push myself and I keep going, going, going. And like overachiever. Yeah, I, I am. I am. Okay. All right. So how long were you on crutches? Um, I was off work for a week. 
So, okay. Yeah. So definitely interesting experience again, going, you know, to, so I've been to hospitals around the world. It's always interesting to say. Okay. Well, now when you were in uh, Malaysia, I'm assuming they sprayed nightly or weekly for the uh, malaria, right? Um, Did they do that Um, in Chariting? Did they spray that really? I don't, I remember them spraying. Choking, choking, horrible tasting, smelling. (laughs) See, I remember that more in Punta Cana for the mosquitoes. I don't remember it as much in really okay because you have, like because you have yeah, malaria, they malaria the and... of the resort, but not as much as Punta Cana where they did the inside of the resort. Oh, okay. I I wasn't at Punta long enough to recall the the spraying for mosquitoes. Um, but why? But there's no malaria in Punta Cana, right? I mean, it's just yeah. But it... the mosquitoes are just really bad. Yeah, they come out at night, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So so where was your last? season then my very last season was bali and i actually had an affectation to go to khmer as chief of entertainment there and in bali you were chief of entertainment as well yep okay so you didn't wind up going to turkey i ended up not um the visa fell through which ended up being smart because that summer the summer i was supposed to be there that was when all the bombings happened this was what year what year again um 2016 Okay. Okay. So it wasn't, it's not so long ago you were in Club Med. Correct. Okay. Wow. But I only left in, yeah, 2016. So they were going to offer me to go to another village as I was being requested, but then my mom was having some issues. So I made the decision to stay at home instead of continuing with Club Med just to be closer to her and to the family. Because you sound like you were working your way up to Chief of Village, right? I was. That's okay. where the intention was going. Okay overachiever all that stuff. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yet again okay <laughs> yet again <laughs> wow there's some stories you have Oof. i know <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't realize you you know you went overseas and i didn't realize you you worked so for so long in uh, in club med wow i loved it like like i said i felt that was my career path going forward and then of course life happens and yeah, yeah suddenly things does. have to change wow okay were there any other of uh, all your time, like, because, you know, we get, um, there's so few moments where we get to thank someone or, or recognize someone. So besides the Edward Rojas, was there anyone else you wanted to mention? Like someone made an impression um, on you or? Hammer was fantastic. I was part of his last season when I was at Sandpiper and he was just a great contact throughout the years for if I had any questions and stuff like that. And I would just have to say the entertainment teams that I worked with around the world, each of them brought their own special uniqueness that I look back on photos and I'm like, oh, I remember this, or I remember this, or, oh, this was my favorite show we produced. And there's just so many different people who brought different elements to make those memories possible. Wow. Very well put. So, yeah, I loved producing shows with my teams. Like, that was my favorite thing. It was, we got to be creative and we came up with brand new things that people hadn't seen before. And do you have, uh, in all your, in all your seasons, did you have a favorite animation passage that you saw an animator do that cracked you I up? I didn't work with an- animators. No, no, no. But just even a geo in a resort, like your first season, like, I mean, that type of thing. Did you ever see because you know how the they do their passages, right? So was there a passage that you thought was unique or made you crack up? If I have to, sorry. I have to say, like anybody who was like even close to any type of animator who did anything like that was in Punta Cana. He was he worked in the mini club and then became chief of mini club. His name was Radimus. 
And he just brought such a uniqueness and he had the heart of a child and he just connected with the kids so well. Like he would be walking around the village dressed in a diaper, interacting with the parents and stuff like that. And then the next time you would see him, he was dressed as Superman on top of a golf cart driving around the resort. Like he just brought this childlike humor that made everybody smile. And I think it was just fantastic. And he actually came with us to Charitine when we went and he brought that same thing. And it was especially going to a new country and a new zone. He brought the smiles to people that even it oversaw, even if there was no similar language, he was able to bypass that blockade of communication by bringing his humor forward. Wow, very nice. So there's so many good memories of so many different people. Like you go through it and we're having this conversation and I'm just like, oh, you know, I remember this happening or I remember this. And it's just, it's a place that brings you back to smiling. And it was, it's just beautiful memories. Well, getting back to Yabuli, what was the crazy, what were the crazy signs like there? Were they all Chinese crazy signs? Like from all over, we had, of course, we had our favorites, like the old school ones. Well, not so old school, blame it on the boogie and stuff like that. But then you had brand new ones that were, some were from Thailand, some were from China, some were from Korea. Like they were just from all over. And it was really interesting to learn all these new ones. And then my hope was to bring them back to the North American zone, but unfortunately I never went back, but it was just a high energy I found in Asia. You have a top three favorite crazy signs of your own? Oh, Hong Dong is definitely up there. Blame it on the boogie is very classic. And car wash. Car wash? Yeah. Like that old song, car wash? Or is this a new song? Yeah, I don't the know old about. song Car Wash. There's a crazy like sign to Car Wash? There is. 10 years in Club Med, I've never heard of the Car Wash crazy sign. Okay. It working at to, the Car Wash. It. Yeah, that song from the yep, 70s? Yeah, that one. You're going to have to YouTube it. God, who made this one up? Yikes. Okay. I know someone made that up because, yeah, I did 10 years. I never saw the Car Wash crazy it's sign. It's a lot of the wax on, wax off movements with a lot of hip. Oh, from Karate Kid? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Cobra Kai, Netflix, check it out. Okay. <laughs> exactly. You, you got to YouTube it all. Okay. Wow. This is amazing. So am I forgetting to ask you anything? I don't, you know, you've been so entertaining. I don't, I don't want to let you go unless you've, or is there a story, another story uh, you, you want to tell me? Oh, like, I, I could talk forever about stories. Like that's not a problem. Well, I, li- I, I like, I like <laughs> my funny stories, uh, my funny, clean, appropriate ones, mind you. But yeah, if you have something, I, I don't want to let you go unless I know I've taken up a lot of your time, but there's something I'm forgetting to ask you or you wanted to say, yeah, yeah please. No, there's like, honestly, there, there's just so many memories that are out there. And I'm sure it's the same for you. And for anybody out there listening, who is an ex-geo that, yeah, you had the problems you had like those hard times, but as time goes by, when you're not in the club, all that comes forward is those good memories Yes, and all those hardships that you went through, they kind of disappear. And like definitely building up to this interview today, so to speak, I had one of those club men moment dreams where I dreamt I was still back in club men kind of thing. Yeah. I was going to ask and you that. So, so do you, so you, you, do you get those? Oh, I do. Like regularly? 
and like once a month and you're working Still. right are you working like the whole the whole dream oh like yeah a, I've okay. woken up before because my dream has been like my day-to-day routine at club med and I've woken up looking through my looking through my drawers going oh my god what color polo do I have to wear today and then I'm like oh I, I don't have a dress code it's okay yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's always something in the dream where I'm stressing out over, you know, like I can't even enjoy it or or even be on a be there as a guest. Why am I always working? Okay. I know. Even when I have been on a Club Med as a guest, which was very rare, but the odd time, I still ended up working. So, and I was okay with that. Really? Wait a minute. You saying uh, so after you stopped Club Med, you you went back and you wound up working? Oh yeah, like one of the times with uh, the Soul family, we did an XGO reunion in Cancun a couple of years ago, and I decided to go. Wait, um, wait, so what's, what's the Steve. what's the Soul family? Soul family is run by Steve Riley. He's oh an yeah, village. So he runs these travel trips and such like that. And so there was an XGO reunion in 2018 in Cancun, and it happened to coincide with my birthday. So. Steve and I talked and I ended up performing for a couple nights and helping out wherever he needed help. And then I was able to go on vacation. And of course I paid as well, but I didn't mind helping out with stuff like that because I enjoyed it. Yes. So yeah, this reminds me to your Instagram, Jess underscore Canadian underscore traveler. Correct. That's you. Yeah, that's okay. correct. 700 followers. Oh, wow, wow, wow. I'm, trying to, I'm going to try and get <laughs> you up to a thousand. Is it okay? But it's okay if I post a link to your Instagram so people yeah, can go check for it. it out. Okay. So when did you start this Instagram account? Um, I started back in Punta Cana, you know, just when I, you know, when it was starting to build up, I knew it was never, it was just for me. It was never going to be like what nowadays influencers have or anything like that, but it was just my way of posting different things that I was like, Oh, I think this would be really cool to post and my different travels and stuff like that. I really should get back into it as my travels have continued now. So I really have to start posting photos again. Well, I mean, COVID, yeah, kind of put a dent in that, I guess, right? And everyone's travel plans, right? I mean. Definitely. But I was able in 2021, I was able to travel again because one of my goals when leaving Club Med was I wanted to visit a minimum of one new country a year. So I have been able to somewhat continue with that. And I was able to actually, I went to Jamaica for my 40th last year. So Jamaica me crazy. Was that, was that fun? It was fun. I had never been to Jamaica before. I actually got to one of my best friends from Sandpiper, actually, that we've continued to be best friends and we've traveled in to different countries together. Christy, she's my travel bestie. And she actually was able to come up for my birthday. And then one of my university buddies, he came with me. And then we actually met up with an XGO I worked with in Turks, Kevin. He's Jamaican and lives there. And so he was able to join us for a little bit of a vacation as well. So it was really great. It was a mixture of different people from my life, from different times. And it was just great to meet up with them again. Sounds like you got in all sorts of trouble. As much trouble as a 40-year-old old lady can do. <laughs> Well, you do say that you love travel, good food and great wine. So are you red oh, wine yeah. or red wine or white wine or doesn't matter? Um, it depends on if red wine for a good conversation where you want to savor it. And, you know, that conversation you're going to have for like three hours. White wine, definitely over dinner. Okay. Well, we're going to hope you guys check out Jesse's Instagram. I will post it in her episode description. Wow. This has been great. Uh, you know, you've been so kind with your time. Like I said, I don't, I've taken up already an hour of it. I don't want to take up too much more. Uh, <laughs> I do have to go to work at some yes, point. <laughs> exactly. I know I have to get, let you get ready and put on the, what, what, what's the dress code at work today? Is it all white? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, I do know. 
to match the outside. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> what a horrible day. It's I, so uh, I really, I miss Clubbed every day, but no, you know, more so in the winter, right? When winter comes, you're like, Oh, why did I leave? You know? <laughs> exactly. I still think that way. Like I like snow on Christmas, maybe, you know, yes. Day, but and then yes, it goes away. I always said that. Yeah, then you can get rid of it, you know. <laughs> exactly. And then bring me back to the beach. Like I am such a beach bum total. I prefer being on the beach. It is my away zone. And then my like my place where I can finally zone out and relax is actually scuba diving. So anything to do with the beach and the ocean, that's my where my heart belongs. Uh with your work work-wise, are you able to attend that reunion in May? That's coming up or no? It's a as much as I would like to, it's a little out of my price zone, mm-hmm. so I won't be going, but as I did, and this is one of my things is I want to see as much as the world out there as I can. So I'm actually going to Egypt in October. Oh, that's my dream destination. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh. So I found a great tour for a great price and I'm actually going with one of, I call them my Zoom family. So they are ex-geos as well. And since COVID started, we've been Zooming every week on the dot, every either Saturday or Sunday. And we're all from different generations of XGO. And Tim is actually part of this group. Some of them worked in the 90s. Some of them worked in early 2000s. But yeah, we Zoom every single day. And one of those people, Jeff, he's actually come to Egypt. I'm so jealous. That's my one destination. I I had the chance to go for the day and when I was in Israel, but I didn't want yeah. to go to Egypt for the day. I want to go for two weeks to see everything. So well, uh, let me know. I'll send you the link. You're more than welcome to join. My nephew is currently, uh, he's been in Egypt for a while. So yeah, uh, let's just chat after this, re- when I stop the recording here, just to get more info. Okay. <laughs> Not <laughs> I, a problem. Hopefully I can be featured on just traveler Instagram. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. And it's a great deal. So. All right. Well, everyone. Well, thanks again, uh, Jesse. I really appreciate it. No worries. This was a lot of fun. You've been awesome. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you so much for asking me. All right, everyone. That was Jesse Weeks from London, Ontario, not England. And uh, (laughs) we'll see you all next week. Say bye, Jesse. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.